This is Pursuing Wholeness. If I can, if I can hear myself talk, Veronica, what skit scat flip flop flee, skit scat scoodle doo flip flop flee. Everybody running to the coconut tree, mamas and yeah, papas. We, <laughs> we, do, we do have a podcast here. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the pursuing wholeness podcast, y'all. I'm showing, and um, my wife Veronica obviously is here reciting um, um. Chicka chicka boom boom that we read to my baby daughter all the time. Yeah, um, we all have <clears> it memorized, committed mm-hmm. to memory. It just kind of shows you, like, both of our kids have really been kids that, I mean, it's probably a child thing anyway, but they are really big on repetition. So they'll get you to read the same thing over and over <laughs> and over again. You'll read it, it, they'll have it read to them multiple times a day. You know, um, and um, so, yeah, we know these things by heart. We do a lot of memorization here. Yeah, the baby, she um, she calls it boom, boom. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, she'll she'll um, you'll kind of see her get the book and she'll go to a chair and it's like she puts the book up there like, all right, now you need to sit down. So you sit down and she'll climb up and sit in your lap with the book and mm-hmm. she's read. She wants you to read it. You read that book and immediately she grabs another one and tries to throw yep. it at you to mm-hmm. read. <laughs> yeah, she tries to force your hand. She tries to try to tries to hold you captive to kind of like, hopefully in her mind, read forever, you know. And even in the morning, whenever I'm <clears throat> doing, excuse me, when I'm doing school and stuff with both of both of our kids. I take some time with her and just read her some books. And she usually does that same thing. I read her two books and I'll, I'll tell her that it's going to be two. Cause I got to go back to the older kid, but then she still persists in um trying to force a third book in, in my hand. Like she bends down as quickly as she can to pick <laughs> up, pick up a third book. And I have to run to get over to where my other child is. So, but yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. And it's good. I mean, I don't know. Like, after kind of having our two little ones for a little while and, you know, be reading to them and seeing how much they love, 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 love books. It's like, I just think that if you read to kids all the time, they're going to love books. I, I just, I don't think that, um, mm-hmm. you know, that they're, I just don't think it's possible to not love books if you read them all the time mm-hmm. to them when they're kids. Cause they know like the whole world is in here. There's, there's an adventure and a story in every book, so yeah, that's the thing. The cool thing, at least from our, um, you know, experience with having kids, our oldest one is six, so that means we had kids for six years. They really kind of like, they kind of like, at least in some aspects, they kind of they kind of come with kind of like built in mechanisms that kind of actually help. Cause yeah, to it helps them to. To learn, I guess. Right, they help. It helps them learn because they often they they automatically like I was talking about the repetitiveness of like them wanting to do things. They kind of tell you what to do a lot of times. They tell you what to do that's going to help them to learn best. 
Yeah, how to teach them. Right. And so, you know, it's, so it's not as much of a blank slate kind of thing as I previously thought it would be, where it's just like you bring the kid home. It's like, oh, Lord, now what? You know, so it's not totally like that. It's yeah, it's like they kind of coach you <clears throat> along. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm crying like this. This means I'm hungry. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's funny, even with that, you know, you kind of think about how people say how parents know the cry sounds of their kids and what they mean and all that kind of stuff. And they know even when their kid is trying to talk, they know what their kid is saying when nobody else does. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it just, I don't know. It just happened. It's not really something you have to think about. You just kind of like, you you just know. You know what your kid is doing. Mm-hmm. You know what your kid is doing. Yeah, you really have to pay attention to them because I think about how with the baby, she she pretty she's pretty um maybe about seventy five percent with knowing her alphabet. Mm-hmm. Of course, she says it in a way that other people wouldn't think that they wouldn't hear the letters that we hear, but we know that S means C and she's kind of going after that sound. Mm-hmm. And we know that, um, sometimes she'll get, well, M is mm, yeah, and mm. W is, um, a B. A B, a B, a B, a B. But it's like, you hear that double U in mm-hmm. there, but it's the B. Mm-hmm. She has the, the, like the, the middle part. <laughs> right. She has the, the front part of the middle part of the word or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's cool. I mean, like, and we're not gonna just talk about kids all day, mm-hmm. but um, I learned that you know it's just when we're teaching her the alphabet or animal sounds and all that. You it's really not a huge challenge to like you don't have to follow any kind of curriculum because all you know when you when you point to stuff and say something, mm-hmm. then they're like. Every time they point at that, they say that same thing. And so now she, she'll she point at a letter and we got to say it. And I mean, <clears throat> she is so adamant. I had a shirt on today that had letters. And anytime you have a shirt with letters, she's going to want to point out each mm-hmm. letter. Mm-hmm. So I had the shirt and I'm trying to feed her, put her in her high chair and get her ready for lunch. And she pointing, B, mm-hmm. B. And I didn't say B, me, B. And she's getting upset. And I'm just like, listen, (laughs) we can't have school all the time. Sometimes we just got to do life. Right, right, exactly. (laughs) That's the thing. Because, yeah, like you said, if you forget, like you said, and you wear a shirt that has all kind of words on it, good gracious. Yeah, she's going to pull you through the whole thing. It's Mm -hmm. like, you're happy that your child is learning, but you be getting tired. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I'm just trying to put your clothes on. You trying to point out all the letters and, and say the animal sounds and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um but anyway, so um, you know, it's always fun to talk about the kids, especially when they're in that, that real young phase. The baby is um twenty one months. So it's just a fun time of it learning. Is. Um but you know, we we wanted to talk today about ourselves and just kind of like I guess I guess I just go ahead and um just get to it. I'm gonna ask you. Oh. Yeah, but before that, um, y'all please share it, whatever wherever you are right now. Just go to, you know, whatever you need to go to to share this podcast on Facebook or Twitter or email, Instagram, whatever. I mean, I, I guess you can't do that with Instagram or. Well, I mean, no, yes, you can. You can but you share know it I mean. with somebody. You can yeah, post yeah. It. So, so yeah, but I just want to ask you, please share. Please share. We appreciate it. All right. 
<laughs> well, I don't know what I was about to say now. Um, I'm just playing. Um, but anyhow, so what we want to talk about today is just basically what's holding us back. What's holding us back from the things we say we want to do, like day after day, week after week, month after month. It's always something that we keep saying, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. But then we just don't. Mm-hmm. And so the question for this evening is, what is something, I'm going to ask you, Sean, what is something that you've been really wanting to do? It's been on your heart a lot, but you haven't done it. And then the part two of that question is, what's holding you back? What's stopping you from doing it? Yeah, so, I mean, as you know, um, you know, I like I I have a past as um an, or relatively recent past, you know, being a drummer for our old church, the church um my dad pastors. Um, I really really like music. My my family is I come from a musical family, and so I like music. I like instrumentation. I play drums, but I don't practice drums. And also, we have a guitar, like a real guitar here. It's my wife's guitar, actually. <laughs> and we can maybe go into the background of that if if, um, if time permits. But <clears throat> anyhow, when I see that thing sitting alone <laughs> in the corner, I always desire to make it make music. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna learn to play instruments, and I wanna practice my my drumming. I long, I long to practice those things. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, but there's always that thought in the back of my mind, and I, I guess I can answer your second question. Go ahead. Um, <clears throat> but I always had that thing in the back of my mind. It's like, darn, like I guess it's just kid stuff. You know, it's like the stuff that I suppose whenever you turn eighteen or whatever, you know, it's like those childish things playing instruments. Mm-hmm. You know, but like. I, but the real part of me is like, surely it's not that way, but I just can't really see doing it. And the, what holds me back, it's a few things. One, so I do have a, I have a drum set, but just busy, just so busy, you know, work. And then, you know, all the stuff that we have to do around here just to take care of family stuff. You know, so that's one, just being so caught up in just adult stuff. Two, excuse me, with a drum set, drum sets are loud. <laughs> They're loud. And a lot of times when I actually am home, um, our youngest child is asleep. Yeah. At least in good portions of the day. And then when she's not asleep, then we're maybe cooking or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I know, I, I guess you already are seeing, looking at your eyes, you're already seeing areas where that is more of an excuse. And I know it yeah. is, but... um, I guess see, the thing that a lot of y'all probably know about Sean, and we were actually talking with a friend about it earlier today, is that Sean is such a doer. He's going to get the things done that are essential He's going to make sure that the tasks are completed. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a joke. I'm laughing because I used to call him a taskmaster. Yeah, Veronica <laughs> likes to laugh about that. She told my brother. My brother really gets a, he really um, gets a good kick out of that as well, or whatever. She just kind of calls me a taskmaster. Like <laughs> it's just all about tasks, just doing stuff, and just kind of telling everybody, "Come on, y'all, getting do everybody this. else to do it." And right, and being a real hard. <laughs> it's it's really not like that. I mean, it's, I mean, I admit, you know, I am sometimes relatively kind of like you know um i guess interested so to speak in like us kind of doing different kind of things but it's not i ain't no taskmaster but well anyway anyway yes i i um i definitely get it but i i'm always telling sean like sean really if you want to do something i'm here to support it so like just to say veronica you mind if i take this time for this and i'm like yeah Sometimes I might want it in return, so you know it might have to have to um do like a a tit for tat kind of thing or a trade off. But um, but still, like even with that aside, I I you know I be wanting you to go on schedule, just plan it. Like okay, on Saturday at this time, I know kids up, I'm gonna do this for myself. Yeah, you know, and I even say that kind of brings something up to my mind when you talk about you know, me scheduling time to do that stuff. Another reason, another thing that holds me back from doing some of the things I want is I think over the years I built up so many things I want to do. I don't even know where to start. Mm, mm-hmm. And so a lot of times where I end up starting is if I have free time, you know, I kind of like spend it. Well, sometimes I waste it to be honest. But a lot of times I just kind of spend it just kind of like just doing something else because you just kind of feel like, um, I don't know, you just you you just got so much that's built up over the years that it's hard to even kind of like really think. You almost feel like you're wasting time to, um, I guess, to sit in front of like a drum set or something like that. You know, I, I I've done it periodically. But then it's like I almost just kind of feel like, like I said, I'm wasting my time. Maybe I've become so much of a. <laughs> I knew I knew you were anticipate this, but I'm, I'm I'm so much of a taskmaster at this point that I just can't even see past it anymore. Mm. So like when you say you feel like you're wasting time and you do something else, is the something else you're doing something that's for yourself, or is it just like? something for the family take you know taking the recycling to the place or i mean sometimes it is mm-hmm. you know i mean it's a mixture of things sometimes it's okay finally i have enough time to kind of like organize this that and whatever around the house or whatever because let me let me tell y'all this too now this is not the subject subject of this podcast but a lot of times for sean mcclendon to feel able to do certain things. I kind of have to have a certain kind of environment around myself. Like I like to have things kind of like put up and all that kind of stuff around my environment. So I may have a lot less time doing the things that I really want to do because I'm kind of like focusing on those things, even though I derive like a secondary enjoyment almost from that, especially if I have, if I have the time to kind of get things the way that I want them to be. But yeah, I admit that takes time um too. I was I had something else in my mind, but I kind of forgot it. Um 
but yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, but I do feel like my time is kind of being wasted and all that stuff because it's, it's just, I'm not used to stuff anymore. It just kind of seems there's a lot to build. What's your question again? I guess like what's something that you've been wanting to do, but you haven't been doing and that you've been held off from doing. Right, right. But you, it was something that you just said that I was answering. Oh, I was asking like if you um you said that you're doing other stuff instead of the things oh, yeah, that yeah. you want to do. So what is what's the other stuff? Oh yeah, so sometimes it is for me like I might be working on like my business. That's also that business is. That's also something that I kind of like to do. Well, I definitely do, and I don't really get a lot of time to do that either. And then lastly, sometimes it is wasting time. You know, my wife and I sometimes watch um, was it Kevin Stage videos and stuff like that. If you're listening, Kevin Stage shout out. You know, anyway, Kevin Stage and Tony Baker and so you saying that watching those videos is wasting time? Oh man, Kevin. Oh man, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> no, because look, you know, nah, it's like in a sense, you know, it's like, of course, I think they they have really funny content, but the thing is, like, they out there doing it. They they getting it in, you know providing us with content to right they're providing us with the content which you know i mean we just have to be disciplined with it but my point is they're actually out there kind of getting it because they're the producers but when we get caught up in consuming all the time then we we are kind of like wasting our time Mm -hmm. you know i'm not saying anything you know necessarily bad about this stuff but it just is what it is so Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah i think ultimately like just that time being conscious of time because it's so easy with technology Mm-hmm. to get caught up in doing whatever texting or um going on facebook and just doing the endless scroll uh-huh. like then facebook used to stop like you scroll you could scroll to the bottom or something i don't know oh, I'm, not, I'm pretty sure they didn't have that infinite scroll yeah i mean it's like oh my gosh so you got facebook infinite scroll or the instagram infinite scroll and um just it's just so many things that are distracting like i don't know like we we have to find a way to seize our time back because mm-hmm. i find that i don't have time to do a lot of things that i want to do either mm-hmm. and then at the end of the day you don't feel like you really you don't feel like you've gotten anywhere you at the time like wanted to look at social media and it felt good to watch it, but then when you get off, you don't feel like you mm-hmm. got anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's almost like in order for us to really take advantage of our time, we have to just just cut it out. Like one thing mm-hmm. that um, I have to do a better job at, I do it probably about you know twenty five percent of the time. I got to do a whole lot better. But um, when it's certain things that I'm doing, I just turn my phone off, mm-hmm. or I'll put it in the back room. Send me a text showing my phone is off. Turn my phone off for a few hours. Yeah, it's called a house phone. Yeah, we still got a house phone over here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, call the house phone because I, I the thing is because if I don't turn it off and put it like in the back and make it inconvenient for myself to get to it, I'm I'm gonna still just sneak and, and and check. I even might turn it on real quick and check it in and turn it off and. It's nice to like check in with friends or see what's going on on social media, but like the things that we're wanting to do is not at that time is not more important, and so it's mm-hmm. just 
Because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be like working. I only have a few hours a day that I can work uninterrupted with no other people, you know, to, to distract me, no children or anything. I only get a very few hours. And then sometimes I'll spend it texting or, um, you know, looking at social media for something. You go on there for a legitimate purpose. I'm going to go on there and message this one person that I know I need to reach out to. You go on there and then you got 35 notifications. And then you see something interesting on your feed. It's just done. Mm -hmm, It's just mm -hmm. done. But we got to take our time back or we're not just going to be in the same place. You know, and and see, y'all, that's why why Sean still got a flip phone, man. And so I don't know if I actually mentioned that on this podcast before. But um, I do. I do. And, you know, it's kind of like I'm kind of like um, kind of like a joke with various friends and stuff like that. I've had people threaten to throw my phone away and destroy it. Even your brother tonight who was teasing you on, on Instagram live. Right, right. You know, <laughs> brothers on Instagram live. I have, I do have a tablet I get on like very occasionally. And I just saw he was live and he thought that I had gotten a smartphone. It's like, no, I still got to flip. But, yeah, you know, um, that's precisely why because it's like. I mean, it's hard enough to have a phone to get text messages mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, but um, especially yours that darn vibrate—you be having it so loud. I mean, I can't—I can't control <laughs> that. That's—that's that's, you have to ask uh, the manufacturer about that. I think it's an LG phone. Yeah, I guess you know the the antique vibrate sound. Right, is what they had. <laughs> right, it vibrates really hard and really loud. But um, but you know the thing is. Again, just kind of think about how us not having time to do the things that we really, really desire to do. Like, what else can you do but kind of have more of like a, I almost want to say like a radical approach to kind of getting your time back. You know, because, um, because again, all that stuff is designed to like really take so much of your time. Even, even like this evening, I was supposed to go on Facebook and message somebody about this fitness class that I'm about to put on this virtual fitness class I'm about to do. And, um, and yep, sure enough, I got on there and I saw, you know, other stuff and I temporarily was distracted. So it's like something that could have taken me like three minutes to do. It probably took me about two or three times that long, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, it's other people out there trying to make money too. So they make money by keeping us occupied and it takes our time. And so then we keep on thinking maybe that can, you know, it's like, Oh, well, I'll get to that another time. I didn't have no time. It's like, uh, yes, you did. You did. But but you got got, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, you know, that's why that's why I still have a flip phone. And, and another thing I'm really grateful for. And I'm, I, of course, I want you to take the uh, floor back um, soon. But another thing I'm glad for is that my job doesn't allow me to have a phone in there. And so, like. All uh, all of these almost 14 years I've been out at this particular job, I haven't been able to have a phone with me. So I'm used to working without a phone. Mm-hmm. And it's good. It's good. Yeah, it is good. It's good, you know. So anyway. Yeah. Um. Today, you know, we had our friend come by who we are grateful as a listener of the podcast. Yeah, definitely but, shout um, out. Yes. So she came. Jessica. What's up, Jessica? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, Jessica came by. Um, she came to visit to stop through. Um, and she was just coming to pick something up real quick. And we were outside talking. And I don't know. We were out there 
two hours, I think. At least almost two hours. But I, I, I intentionally went out there and left my phone in the house because, I mean, I, I, everything, if I needed, if anybody needed me, you know, I didn't plan to be out of that long and um, just left my phone in the house. And, and we were actually talking about that, like how you really have to be intentional about doing things, even like what we did, just standing outside and talking mm-hmm. and, and not being distracted by phones and not, um, you know, just work. I mean, it's like, it's almost like I was telling her, it's almost like when you go on the internet, you're on a whole nother world. Like you're not even in the mm-hmm, world we're mm-hmm. in. You kind of like, it, it's like it takes your brain and puts it somewhere else. It's amazing how it works. I don't, it's it's weird. Like, I don't know how it is for everybody, but that's how it is for me. Like, when I'm on social media, it's like I'm not even present. I'm in that world. Yeah. And then when you walk away from it and spend time away and you're, like, outside in nature, it feels like a different life. Mm-hmm. It feels like a whole nother life to, like, be outside without your phone. Yeah, because it's like, you know, it's like, the internet and all that stuff is like almost like the Matrix, man. It, it really, really is. is. <laughs> yeah, that's that prophetic nature of that movie. It's like back then the internet was nothing like that. But now it's like you really, you literally could like have your whole life on the internet. Mm-hmm. The only thing you really can't do is eat. You know, it's like. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Yeah, it's like they might do something. I mean, the thing is, if you get caught up, you might be able to be watching something with food and you feel like you're eating. Yeah, it's like I even a couple of weeks ago saw something in the news that was talking about, and I've seen this before. I don't know if it was, um, I don't know what big tech company was talking about this technology, but essentially technology that will allow you to essentially scroll your feed with your eye like somehow this this you see this stuff in your eye vision while you're looking at your friends or whatever it's not talking about like the google glass thing but i don't know what that means i don't know if it's like matrix like where they where you kind of like allow this um syringe like object to plug into your brain i don't know i don't know what it is it's like why right exactly why in the world why would you want to kind of have like a news feed of some sort projected into your vision somehow? You know, why are you just talking to a real person? So yeah, that's the thing, man. It's like, it just gets, you're right. It just gets too hard to kind of like, the lines are blurred. It's like one of them is real life. Mm-hmm. One of them is, that's the thing. And this is not the subject of this podcast, but sometimes I really feel like we all need to look around and, and, and really, we need to, to decide to make sure that we utilize technology to help our real lives rather than allowing it to be our real lives. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like, really, I think that's the way all this stuff should be. You know, God gave man like creativity to make things to kind of help, you know, and so it should be helps. But it's like, at the end of the day, we still got this real thing called life. It's not all about just always being on the internet. Or something like that, but yeah, and it's even harder now because um, with the world being how it is and everything being virtual, you have all your meetings virtual, and kids go to school online, yeah. and it's just like I mean, of course, now a lot of kids are actually going to school in person, but you have a lot of stuff, a lot of our lives that used to be outside of the, out, you know, used to be like normal, just face to face, and now it's through this virtual interface, mm-hmm. and um. It's like since you're talking to real people that you know, 
it almost feels like it's a real, like it almost feels in person. But then you know there's that element that it's not, but it's almost there. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost enough to like psych yourself out. It kind of makes you think about how um, people talk about mindset and how um, they say your brain doesn't really know. It can't really di- differentiate reality from your thoughts like your 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 or your body or something something mm-hmm. about you i can't remember what it was but it's all the same to that thing to that part of you mm-hmm. like your thoughts that you have in your mind and then the experiences that you actually have are so much the same that your i guess it's your brain i can't remember what it was but they were saying that so you can like create reality in your mind and it can kind of become reality for maybe your body or I don't know. I, yeah. sorry, I can't remember what part was what, mm-hmm. but anyway, mm-hmm. so like they were talking about in terms of like if you're ill, if you have a problem with a part of your body, if you have a certain mindset about it, like if you have a healing mindset and I'm, I'm well and you sent, you're speaking these things to yourself. It's not just that you're like putting it out into the atmosphere, but you're literally like telling yourself what the reality should be or what mm-hmm. the reality is according to what you said. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing I think with the virtual world that we're in where your 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 being, your brain or whatever, your mind doesn't really know the difference between seeing a loved one on a screen and seeing them in person. There's something that's different, but it can kind of like become the reality. And so I think we have to be careful and mindful of that and know that when we're engaging in these pseudo real experiences that even though we know it's not real, there's a part of us that might still think it's real. Mm-hmm. But um, it kind of is a little bit off track, but I think that um, it's important we kind of just keep that in mind as we live these lives that, that there's sometimes there might be things that we do on an everyday basis and don't realize how much is programming us out of our destiny, mm-hmm. programming out of programming us out of the things that we say that we're interested in doing that we desire to do because we're allowing these other influences to shape us. Yeah. So, so I guess on that note, I guess to go back since you asked me the stuff, like what's something, what's something that you, just desire to do that you've been held back in held back from doing so for me it's hard for me to say anything specific um i kind of feel like it's more of a a way i want to be and the kind of life that i want to live in general that i feel like i'm not doing like i have this image of this Veronica in my mind, like how Veronica is. And I believe it is me. It is like an accurate depiction of me and the way I move about in the world and the things that I desire. And, and unfortunately that um, vision is getting more faint as time goes on. (laughs) It's like, I'm losing it, losing that vision. (laughs) It's like, what do I want in life? Mm-hmm. Classic, but, classic Veronica. <laughs> but it's like I, um, 
I see the person I want to be. I know the kind of things she wants to do. And I have lots of ideas about things and how things should be, but I don't yes, follow do. through. Mm-hmm. Like, this, this, this is my <laughs> turn now, okay? Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just a lot that I don't follow through on. Like the way I want to look, the way I want to dress, the way I want to wear my hair, the way I want to walk around in the world and um, the way I want to lead in the, the, the places where I have the opportunity to be a leader. I want to lead a certain way, have a certain level of confidence. Um, those kind of things, the presence of Veronica that I desire, the way I manage my time, um, being, you know, exposing our children to certain experiences. It's like, these are things that I want to do and be and and represent, but I don't. Why not? So the why not part of it is if I knew the answer, then maybe I wouldn't be in this position. But, you know, there are ways that I think that I do have inklings um, of why not. And I think one of them is kind of this. um, I want things to be perfect, I guess. I want to like have everything right like it's it's hard for me to say well I don't have all the clothes I want so I'll just buy one shirt <laughs> that fits the way I want to look or one outfit um you know so I kind of want everything all at once and so mm-hmm. sometimes I guess letting the the perfect be the enemy of the good mm-hmm. so I know that's one thing and then also um I guess it's almost the same, the same, a different side of the same coin where I, um, I feel like I'm not ready yet to do it. Like, this is not the right time. I'm waiting for the perfect conditions. So it's like, I guess, like I said, I guess it's pretty much the same thing, just wanting everything to be right. Like, you know, I woke up, I had eight hours of sleep tonight last night and um i have the right um i did my like when it was time for me to work on my business i did everything i was supposed to do you know so i kind of want all the things to be in the right place Mm -hmm. and if anything's off i feel like well i have to wait till tomorrow when i can actually try to do it better Mm -hmm. um so that's another thing. Like, I'm always like, well, I'll just do better next time. And so next time I'm thinking I'm going to have everything in place and I'm going to actually do it this time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it right this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another thing. I think another thing, the third thing I think about is, um, um, oh, gosh, what was it? So if I'm thinking about me not being the fool it's like I'm 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 just constantly second guessing myself. I guess the confidence, mm-hmm. knowing you know, like always trying to again going back to that perfect situation, wanting to um, make sure that the decisions that I make or the actions that I take are the right ones. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. I want to get it right before I try it, mm-hmm. and um, the people who really like living life. They just go out there and do it. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, they just try a different thing. Yeah, because they learn they what well, they understand, which I think we kind of do too, but we still be kind of being scared. They understand that failure is not 
necessarily a bad thing that failure is a part of learning i mean in theory we already know that you know it's just that when it comes to some of these different kind of things we just still kind of like hold on we still kind of got our hands on it and we just holding ourselves back you know two thoughts i had man one you know i told my wife a few weeks ago it's um a former co-worker of mine who um who I started, you know, as an engineer with pretty much, um, she passed away. So she had to be around my age. And, um, I just kind of thinking about her, man, you know, and just kind of thinking about life and all that, you know, you know, of course my heart really goes out to her family and all this kind of stuff, but just, it just makes you think about your life and, you know, the things that you, um, do or dream about and or the things that you want to see different in the world or different in yourself and all that kind of stuff you know and then it's like you know i mean it just kind of really it really makes you just think about just life man and like what is it that we where are we getting all of our holdups and stuff from you know but then the other thing is um i listen to like i've been telling you the um podcast eric thomas and CJ and Jamal King and, and um I can't remember the other guy's name, the video guy. But anyway, you know, they're always just kind of talking about kind of what you were talking about, that whole um just just getting out there and getting it. Just go just go ahead and, and just do what you need. Oh, they said something very specifically. They were talking about how a lot of times we have this initial excitement about doing something. So say for example, we're talking about like what you and me are talking about we have a certain kind of person that we really, really desire to be um, or something that we really want to do with our lives and you're really excited about it. But then there's some point where it seems less exciting or you know that you have to kind of do, take some steps to kind of get there. But then whenever something comes up, then you kind of like when that excitement has just kind of like burned off or whatever, it ends up being like, uh, next time. It's it's not the right time for it. I, maybe, you know, but they're saying the thing is like, <clears throat> I can't remember exactly how they phrased it, but they're saying if you're fizzling out at that moment, you're really not about it. You're not really about it. It's like, you know, nobody, nobody's going to get to wherever it is that they know that they need, that they need to be just, um, like, in their hearts just by like the excitement, the initial excitement, you know, it, it takes like a life practice, mm-hmm. you know? And so even if you don't, even if you mess up, even if you, um, even if the circumstances aren't perfect, whenever you like later on or whatever, you know, it's like, you just do, you just do what you can. You got to make something happen. Right. Cause like, otherwise you'll never, you'll never get toward it. You never move any closer to it. Mm-hmm. you know and so it's like who are you fooling you know it's like i you know i have you know friends who you know just kind of you know same way you know it's like one day one day one day one day one day and weeks turn to months to years to decades you know who who are we fooling but our own selves it's like we got to stop making these things so difficult yeah yeah that's true um so I guess like the question would be what what are we gonna do differently? What are we gonna do differently? 
I know for me, and I don't know, it's like all of a sudden my mic feel sounds like it, it sounds right this time. But um, <laughs> for me, um, it's you know <laughs> anybody who who knows the processes of Veronica knows that I make plans and I make more plans and I make more plans and I make more plans. And to be honest, and I want to hear no shade from you, sir. But to be honest, a lot of times I make the plans and never look at them again. Mm. Okay. That sounds like shade to me. That's not shade, you know. It's just it's just a that was a deep moment right there. <laughs> anyway, for those others who are listening, um, I end up like I just I don't want to look at my old plans. I want to get a new plan. Mm-hmm. For the therapists listening in, maybe y'all can let me know what's up with that. But it's like, I just, I don't know. It's like, I'll make a plan and then I don't follow it and then I don't want to look at it anymore. I just want to start something else and think maybe that's going to be the thing that's the solution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my other plans are probably inferior or they... They're like, they're dated now. They're dated and it's like my mindset back then, you know, last last week. And so I feel mm-hmm. like I got to do one for my new mindset. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like I think not, it's a trick, man. not only that, but I also like just don't stick to the plan. I like psych myself out and say, well, today's is, is an exception. And, you know, I, I, I'll do it. I'll do it when things are better. But today I just need to make an exception and then never do it. Mm-hmm. Man, so, yeah, I got stuff to say on that, but we're about to get cut off. But um, cut off by who? We the producers. Yeah, we are. But I didn't edit that part there, so it's going. <laughs> you know, we're gonna say it quick. Whatever you can say, if you can. Um, I guess it's the main thing is you know it's like um, I don't know. I I I remember I used to work out like that. I write workout plans for myself, and then I wouldn't do them, and I write another one the next week, another one the next week, a then better I, one. Right, but then I started to make myself like, no, I'm doing the same one for like a month or two or more. And that's when I saw results. I just leave it at that. Mm. Yeah, so we got to do better. I, um, for real this time. (laughs) (laughs) Don't hold yourself back, y'all. And make sure that you share this podcast too, please. All right, well, we enjoy this time as always. Y'all take care. All right, y'all. Doing Wholeness is a Back to Basics Health and Wholeness podcast with theme music produced by Life on 